Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I remember about uh, 10, 12 years ago, getting into a, it was a, it was quite, a, quite an argument with a local mayor in Quebec where they had uh, outlawed wood-burning stoves to save the planet. And I said, look, it gets really damn cold in this part of the world because I was living there at the time. And I have a wood-burning stove and I'm not getting rid of it. And I don't live in your community, so there's nothing you can do. But what about people in your community who don't have a wood-burning stove because of your uh, decision that your, your town of 10,000 can save the entire planet by getting rid of the few wood-burning stoves that you have? And we, we got into it. He lost. Big time. Um, because he didn't have an argument. He, he, had, he had a mission, but he didn't have an argument. So last evening, it got pretty serious, very serious in the province of Alberta, as the electrical grid was facing a massive overload, and uh, there were huge challenges. The premier sent out messages to uh, everyone in the province, and Albertans responded. We're joined by the Minister of Affordability and Utilities for the province of Alberta, Minister Nathan Newdorf. Minister, thank you for coming on the program. Thanks for having me, Roy. So, so tell us, please, tell the country, what was the cause? What, why did you get to that, uh, to that very serious point? Well, I think it was uh, a number of factors. So obviously, we're in winter, and uh, the sun goes down early, so our solar was not able to, to generate after the sundown. We didn't have any, any wind, which is a significant part of our generation capacity at this point in time. And this, the weather system was so large that it impacted our our fallbacks in D.C. and Saskatchewan, Montana, and they weren't able to provide surplus to the level that we had had earlier in the week. Uh, we are very thankful to Saskatchewan who stepped up and provided the max capacity that we could through that enterprise. But we were still very, very close to that maximum threshold, and that's where we had to uh, ask Albertans for their help, just to make sure that we had health and safety top of mind for all Albertans, that we wouldn't have to get into any kind of yeah. blackout situation. So, so you were looking at blackouts then? We were. We were that close. At some point, if your demand is greater than your your generation, somebody's going to go without, and we didn't want to hit that situation. Yeah, minus 35, minus 40, with the wind chill much worse. Imagine that, Minister. Solar panels don't work in the dark, and the wind, the, the windows don't work when the wind doesn't blow. Imagine that. Imagine. That's right. Do you have, uh, do you have the legislation like that, 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 that guy I talked about, that mayor in that community in Quebec, who just decided nobody was allowed to have a wood-burning stove anymore? I, I don't believe that we do. We have transitioned away from coal, and our last coal generation will be coming offline uh, imminently. Uh, but we've only been able to partially re replace that generation with natural gas. A lot of it has come back in renewables, which have great attributes in many circumstances. But like you said, one of them in wintertime especially, when there's no sunlight and no wind, uh, we're short. So we are looking at how we can best alleviate those characteristics and make sure we have a dependable uh, electricity generation no matter the weather. Yeah. Um, so so what are some of the options you have? You, you work regularly with Saskatchewan, and I understand British Columbia as well, but both of those provinces are stressed with terribly cold weather, and they have to take care of their energy generation. 
So um, options are, are limited, but as you said, Saskatchewan stepped up, so thankfully to them. Uh, I, 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 are you getting any cooperation at all from Mr. Guibault and Monsieur Trudeau? Uh, not, not really, and we're able to stop the CER where it was first written because nights like we wouldn't have had to put the phone down and call Mr. Gibo to see if we could get permission to turn on our, our peaker plants. Uh, that's not really a realistic situation or something that we'd like to plan on in the future, so that's why we are undergoing some really robust inquiries of how to make our, our system much more reliable, much more uh, dependable, and likely much more affordable for Alberta. Yeah. If you have to call the federal minister to be allowed to turn on the, the supplemental power, that's not government, that's a star chamber. Exactly. And and it's really, we're far more integrated than that. We're very thankful that we work closely with BC and Saskatchewan and even our neighbors to the south. Uh, but when you have a large brother system like this, everybody's stretched in. Yeah. And, and those, are, those are challenging situations. For sure. But Albertans stepped up, right? They got the call, the request, turn, turn off what you can, because we have to get reduce the, 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 uh, the, the drain, and, and Albertans stepped up very quickly. They did. It was just tremendous. It made me very, very proud to be Albertan, very proud to be Canadian, where literally thousands and thousands of people stepped up within minutes. Uh, we saw that load go down significantly, which just took us away from that threshold. So proud of, of Alberta to help out. What did, what did you just say? You were 10 minutes away from the threshold? Uh, not necessarily. We were, we were minutes away. Minutes away. Yeah, and, wow. and they, just, they just responded very quickly. With that alert going out, in one minute, 100 megawatts came offline. And within about five or six minutes after that, another 100 megawatts came offline. And 100 megawatts is about approximately 120,000 homes. So Albertans stepped up in a really big way and very, very quickly, and we're very, very grateful for that, yeah. that action. What's the situation today, Minister? Well, it is similar. Uh, our demand curve is a little different on a Sunday than even to a Saturday, and we're still very cold temperatures. We are asking everybody to do what they can. Uh, hopefully we won't have to go to such lengths uh, but we are also trying to reach out to our business community and our industrial and commercial community to help us hit areas where we, we weren't necessarily uh, able to reach last night on that one-of-a-kind scenario. So we've got a few more days yet of this extreme cold, and we're asking all Albertans to just pay attention and, and see what they can do to help conserve our demand. Yeah. All the best to you, and uh, we're all in this in this boat together because it could happen to any province at any time. Uh, and we sure can't go back to wood-burning stoves because the planet is going to blow up if we do. <laughs> well, you're right. And, and we are make, trying to make that transition, but we have to work together because all equipment is also starting to uh, stresses when you get to these kind of cold temperatures. Yeah. Minister, thank you so much for the time. Good talking to you. Good luck tonight. Thank you very much, Roy. Appreciate it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.